Every year in December, we get together and, uh, and, we, and we enter the, into this season called Advent. And we, uh, we come together, we remember, we reflect, we celebrate, we stop um, the, the, the entrance of God into our world, in the person of Jesus. We celebrate the, the difference that he made. We celebrate the example that he set. And you know what, this, this, this word love, I reckon you could preach sermons on that for about a year. Um, I won't challenge myself with that, but um, I want to talk to this morning out of all the myriad of things you could talk about, maybe one of the, maybe one of the most simple, but one of the, but one of the always, maybe the hardest ones to do. Uh, it's, the, it's the practical demonstration of how Jesus loved people. It's one, it's one of the ways. One of the, one of the ways that he simply showed love was to listen to people, to actually just be fully present with somebody and listen to the deepest cries of their heart. And uh, many, so many years ago when I was in the police force, there was a, uh, there was a, a, a top secret sort of mission going on. Uh, we had to go up to far north Queensland. It's, it's been many years now. It's probably all over the news and, and done now. But um, at the time, I was in the drug squad, and we, we were basically told, you guys have got to go up to far north Queensland. Don't tell anybody where you're going. Nobody can know what you're up to. Not even your family, your friends, your workmates, nobody, nobody knows. And we got drummed into us over the course of like about, about a week leading up to our, to our departure. You must not tell anybody, okay? You're in covert cars, so nobody's going to notice you, okay? Um, if you get pulled over, you've got to have your story straight. If you, um, if you go to the, a place for dinner, you can't talk about work, okay? You've... You must, it was just drummed into us day in and day out. You cannot tell anybody what you're doing. So we, uh, we sort of had this little, bit, this little moment of panic on the way up there. We get into Rockhampton the first night. Uh, we, we park the car. We walk into the accommodation place. And uh, the lady behind the counter is like, you must be the police booking. <laughs> and uh, I think that was pretty much my response. Uh, <laughs> um, essentially, so essentially what, what had happened in this, in this top secret mission that, that, that was given to us, essentially what had happened was that somebody from our administrative area in Brisbane had called ahead, had missed the top secret part, <laughs> and had just called and asked for a government discount or a, you know, a police discount. I don't even know if you get police discounts. Um, so our top secret mission was off to a really good start, <laughs> let us say. Now, I think, I think all, of us, all, of us could, all of us could appreciate, all of us ha- have been there, maybe even in the last week, we've been, in, we've, been in, we've been talking to somebody, we've been in a rush, we've got an email and we've sort of read half of it and we didn't read the whole thing. We got a message and somebody said, oh, I can't do this, and we've sort of completely misread it. And we go back later on and we're like, oh, I was wrong, I got it wrong, Okay. That's, that's just part and parcel for, for many of us. You know, this, this, this COVID season has been a real challenge in that regard because we've, we've, we've almost, in a sense, had to force ourselves apart further. And there's only so many Zoom meetings you can attend and listen to people, aren't there? So we've, we've always trained ourselves to sort of minimise our impact together. And one of the things that goes with it is the ability to listen to people. Um, really, really easy to forget to listen because it costs us. It costs us time. 
It costs us effort. It, it costs us that emotional... Uh, I've got a meeting in an hour's time with this person. It's already subconsciously started in my head, but they're not here yet. Do you know what I mean? All, all, of, us, all of us have those. It costs us a calendar. It costs us stuff. It distracts us from the next thing that's coming up. But it's so important that we as Christians get this right because if we do, if we do, it actually has the power to to transform some people's lives if we get it right. It's a practical expression, like was spoken about before, of the way that we love people and the way we love God, the way we love our neighbour. And as per usual, Jesus gets it right. This is Luke chapter 10, and this is, a, sub, this is a, a, a passage I'm guaranteeing you have read before. It's from verse 46. Uh, it's about our friend Bartimaeus. They reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people shouted. But he only shouted louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, oh, what lovely words. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the man, come on, cheer up, come on. He's calling, for, he's calling you. Bartimaeus said, <laughs> Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. If you go back through the book of Mark or any one of the Gospels, what you will find is a just, a, just a consistent roll through of Jesus' ability to listen to the people on the margins of society who everybody else would just have prob- probably ignored. Uh, I'm not sure many of... Um, he's, there's, the, there's the lady who's been bleeding for 12 years. There's the lepers. There's the, there's the blind men. There's the, there's the beggars. There's the tax collectors. There's the, all the other social outcasts. There's the naked guy in a cemetery by himself with a, with a demonic possession. And Jesus makes time for every single one of them. Here's, here's the thing about listening. It goes against the conventional grain. It, it is not natural. It's never going to be natural. Okay? Many of you would have been at a large crowd. Maybe not recently, but, but maybe you've been at a large crowd. And you can imagine the noise, can't you? You can imagine the tunnel vision that people would would have as they're on this big Jesus is probably in the middle of the crowd surrounded by people there's probably some you know a bit bit of this going on a bit of argy-bargy a bit of the pushing and shoving people are coming to Jesus and saying what do you think I should do about this how how do I how do I fix that there's others who are pushing and shoving probably trying to get into the into their you know just just waiting for the time that he next heals somebody or does something amazing so you, you can imagine the crowd now Jesus Maybe, I think he's got some stuff on his mind as well. He's walking to Jerusalem where he knows that he's going to be crucified very, very soon. He's not only thinking about these people here, he's thinking about the people past, he's thinking about the people present, 
He's thinking about all the people's future. So he's got stuff on his mind. And amidst all of what is going on, Jesus has the ability to notice one little extra voice on the side of the road. Listening is not natural for us either. Uh, there, was a, there was a news report a little while ago about, about the fact that since the, um, since the rollout of, of technology, mobile phones and all that sort of thing, essentially we have as people lost our ability to, to look people in the eye sometimes. That, that, that trend apparently has actually got, got worse over time and many of us have just, have just lost maybe, maybe we're losing, maybe we've lost the ability to actually be, actually be present with somebody when, they actually, when we actually need them to be. You know, let's, let's just acknowledge that, that it's far easier, isn't it? It's far easier to ignore the guy than it is to love him. It's far easier to, to rush on by and be too busy and not even notice. It's far easier to be caught up in the news cycle of today rather than notice the heart's cry of this guy. And yet Jesus, despite all the things he could be doing and all the things he should be doing and all the things he is doing, is sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and he meets his need. That alone right there, I think, is enough of a sermon for me. <laughs> I, I cannot physically do that. I want to, I want to do it better. And I'm sure I'm not alone. Point two. Uh, Jesus invites us to learn to listen. There, there's, a little, there's a little sentence in verse 48 that I think has a lot to teach us, actually. Jesus, um, Jesus says, When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. Now, you might look at that and go, He's, so, so Jesus is talking to the crowd, Okay? I find it interesting that he doesn't, he doesn't just stop, point a finger in Almighty's direction and say, you're healed, and keep walking. He doesn't stop and go, and go oi, mate, come, out, come over here. He, he doesn't stop and invite him over. What does he do? He invites the crowd to notice him. He, he invites the people who are with him to stop and he says, you go get this guy and you bring him to me. Now, may, maybe I'm overthinking it and that is quite likely with me. Okay? But, but, the, but the natural response of the crowd is essentially to yell back and say, we haven't got time for you. We've we got too much stuff going on. And Jesus says, you should have noticed. Jesus says, you should have noticed him, is what he says. Now, maybe on some level, maybe, maybe, maybe we struggle to do this because we don't know what to say. I, I don't have any, I'm not a trained counsellor. I, I, I don't have the right words to say to meet this guy's need. I, I'm not sure what his need is and I don't know how to fix it. And Jesus, on some level, simply just says, you don't need to know the answer. You just need to bring him to me because I'm the answer. Here's, here's the thing. People who walk with Jesus... And people who talk to Jesus and listen to Jesus should naturally notice the people around them that everybody else misses. 
that same compassion and that same concern and that same love that so beautifully showed itself in our Saviour should so beautifully live in each one of us. That's, that's, that, that's where it is. Now, I'm not saying for a second that people in our world can't be good listeners. I've, I've worked for some great people over the course of my life, people who, who sat down and listened to everything. You've, they always had time for you. They were, they were great bosses, great people to work for, people that you, would, that you would go into harm's way for or run through a brick wall if you could get through a brick wall. Uh, but I'm not saying for a second that people in our world aren't good listeners. I'm, I'm just saying that as God's people, we should, be do, we should just do it better. We should just do it better. Because when we understand the radical nature of a God who listened to our deepest need and a God who came to our world to meet that need, then we should be able to go and do the same. Here's why listening is so important. Point three. It gets to the deeper, it gets deeper than just the surface issues. See, I've read this story probably plenty of times over the course of my life, and I just assumed it was a guy who couldn't see and, and needed to be healed, right? But, but notice that, you know, Bartimaeus stops and, and he calls Jesus the son of David. This is, this is like a, there's a, there's a messianic tone to, to these words that he uses, son of David. And what does he ask for? He asks for mercy. He doesn't ask to be healed. He asks for mercy. So he, 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 he not only has a physical blindness that must be fixed for him. He, he, not, only can't, he not only can't see, and obviously that, that affects everything about his life and his work and, and what he can and can't do as a person. But he, and he trusts Jesus to fix that need, but he's asking for something far deeper. He, he's not asking just to, just to be healed. He's asking... He, ha- he has a spiritual blindness in his life that nobody else has been able to fix. And he senses that this Jesus guy is the one who can, he's the one who can fix it. He has a far deeper need. And Jesus not only listens to the, to the guy, he not only hears the immediate need that he's got, but he senses that there's something deeper going on. And he asks a very simple and yet profound question. What do you want me to do for you? My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see. And he followed Jesus down the road. It's probably a good little point there just just to insert something that says, when we actually listen to people, when we actually stop and listen, that the, geez, the importance of asking the right question, the importance of asking the right question that gets to the root issues. But notice that Bartimaeus doesn't, he doesn't just get healed and go, sweet, I can go and get a job and improve my life. He, he doesn't just make his, he doesn't just go and make his life better. He doesn't just go and, and, and get work and thanks Jesus, I really appreciate it. He has a far deeper, profound need in his life. And when Jesus answers it, he's ready to follow him. He's ready to leave everything behind 
and follow him. This, this Jesus is not just a, a healer. This Jesus is not just a guy who can fix the immediate need. He's the God who understands. He's the answer to everything in my life. He's, he's, which is why we celebrate Christmas. Because our Jesus is the answer to everything in our life. Everything. Now, I, I love this passage because it demonstrates that when you stop and listen to somebody, someone like, you know, the, the way that Jesus did, you not only see the surface need that, gets to, that needs to get fixed, but you see the, the deeper need. You seek to actually address something that's, that's even deeper. Now, the surface need could be, I'm hungry. I haven't got any clothes. I, I've got bad relationships. I need counselling. I need help. I need help with debt. And our, our church has got a myriad of different ministries that, that seek to address each and every one of those things. And it just seems, just seems to be uh, worthwhile me, while, I, while I'm saying here, to say thank you to the church. Thank you to each one of you who make those ministries happen. Because without you, that, 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 stuff, that stuff wouldn't happen. Thank you to each of you who turn up here on a Sunday morning and make this place a place to belong. Okay, I'm, I'm really grateful. You've, you've already heard it from the boss, but I'm really grateful as well. Thank you. Um, Gordon was telling me this morning, apparently, that, that apparently today is the church anniversary. I don't know if that's... Is, is that, that accurate, Gordon? He's got the fingers up. Right. Uh, 30-something years. 39. 39 years. 39 years since a little church started up on the road. And we're here today as a as the fruit of people who loved each other and built this church. Um, praise, God for, you know, praise God for all he did, but thank you to, to each and every one of you who made this church the way it is. It takes people jumping in and getting involved and making it better to make it work. But here's the thing. We, we run all these ministries, we, we do all these things to meet the surface level need that people have. So in, so in, in due course, when we actually listen to them and learn their stories, we can meet the deeper one. That's what we exist for as a church. That's what Christmas is all about, because as people wrestle with the, the initial need that's in their head... They've also got an initial need, a real need that's in their heart that they can't fix and that Jesus is the answer to. That's what we exist for. And the more I, the more I look at those four mission statements, the more I'm convinced that we can't do it without listening to people. We just, we just can't. We just can't embrace people and plant seeds and do all those things without being people willing to listen. A couple of things to finish uh, before, we, before we finish up, actually, the band can come join me if you, if you want. Um, people, remember, people who walk with Jesus and talk with Jesus and listen to Jesus are the people who should be best able to notice the others around us that, that are in need. Now, you're like, okay, Steve, I, I get it. You're talking about listening. This is all very nice. What difference does it make? We're getting to Christmas time. This, this is the time where we have, we've had some, you know, some, we've had some lockdowns, we've, we've had some challenges this year. If we as God's people are going to be 
imitators of Christ. Maybe one of the simplest ways that we can do that over the course of this Christmas time is to listen. We actually make time. We, Christmas is a season where people reevaluate their lives. They think about the, the shortages they've got. They think about the things that they've done this year, the things that, the things that have worked, the things that haven't worked. And that longing for something deeper is still there. And we have the answer. We have the answer. Christmas is the season where we, where we with the Holy Spirit's leading, create time to listen to somebody. So, so I guess, I guess there's, there's my sermon. Create time to listen to somebody. Don't just run past. Don't, don't just listen to it. Invite people into your life. Invite people into your family. Invite people into your home. Invite people into around your table. Invite people into your church. We love people in one simple way by listening to the cry of their heart, valuing them, loving them, and bringing them to Jesus. That's what it's about. Create time for God. Um, while I preached this sermon to myself this morning, I, I had a really strong sense that, that God wanted me to say something to some people this morning. And so here it is. There's a, there's a line there that Jesus said that is profound. And it's this. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Maybe there's some people here today who have been carrying a really, really significant weight this whole year and they don't know where to, where to turn with it. They've been carrying it themselves and they've never given it to anybody and they're just holding on to it thinking that one day it'll work out, one day the world will get, one day it'll make sense. And I, want to, I just simply want to tell you, you need to bring it to Jesus. You need to bring it to him. Maybe you're, maybe you're the person here this morning who has, um, like, our, like our friend, has that, has that heart's cry happening in their life. What am I here for? What am I doing? What's, what's going on? There's that same hole in my life that, that exists in, in my friend Bartimaeus here. And the answer to that is Jesus. And the, and the response that he does is quite simple. He leaves his coat, which is his world. He leaves his coat and everything he's ever trusted in before, and he goes after him and he follows him. That's where you find the entrance to that. That's, the, that's where you find the, the answer to that, to that searching, to that longing in your heart today. Let's pray. God, we just pray Lord God that you would that you would with your Holy Spirit's um, strength and anointing Lord give us the ability to understand and to listen to people not just for information but to actually emotionally and spiritually connect with them Lord I pray that that, that would actually be part of the DNA of this church and the DNA of the people in this church that we actually go the extra mile and we listen to people even when it's hard, even, even when it's a problem, even when, it's, even when it gets in our road, 
Lord, we, we pray today that you might give us a heart of compassion for people around us who maybe everybody else knows, everybody else misses, but we don't. God, I pray today for God, the, God for the people today who are who are who are carrying that weight and they, and they don't know where to take it. Lord, I pray that today that they would bring it to Jesus. And God, the people maybe who have that, that gap in their heart, God, that they would instead build their life on you. They would in, instead, rather, rather than carrying all this stuff around, they would move forward and want to build their life on you because you are the firm foundation.